0: 90, W.W.P.R. Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa Bay And now it's time for Shut up Shut up and sit down Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Parapro. I'm your host, Nicholas Cage. I wish
1: I was working with Nicholas Cage. It would be much better.
0: A whole
1: lot more professional, Nicholas bro. whole lot more professional. Holy crap, my headphones are up loud. Um, so. <laughs> I'm going to keep turning them up on you. <laughs> oh, I know, man.
0: Holy uh,
1: crap. Well, happy Halloween,
0: people. Yes, happy ha-
1: Halloween. Happy Halloween. Or technically, what is well, it, All Hallows Eve? All
0: Hallows Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it's we go. Halloween.
1: And then the first All Saints Day or uh Dio de Yeah, Dio de la Motros, right? Where is that the second? I don't know.
0: Actually uh the goes into the first of November.
1: Yeah. Yeah. After Halloween. Oh. I know things, I know. don't look at me like that, why I wish you could see the way he was looking at me. We need like t v <laughs> or something in here. We need to be on youtube, but we, I do want to put
0: I do want to put some cameras <laughs> in here where people can start watching us, dude, like because those... we're gonna start here soon. I mean we're gonna be bringing in people in studio with us and everything that we're interviewing and such, and I'm sure we're gonna be doing some really uh you know what I'm wondering since we're on regular radio, what all can we do in studio on video and get away with? I don't know.
1: I don't know. You're the you're the knower of the things. I'm the I'm the guy that you have to tell not to do certain we'll, things. We'll, we'll probably put the video
0: videos on like YouTube. Well, it won't be yeah. like connected to the actual station. Yeah, so. no, yeah. we don't we don't want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. no. mm. All right. So, anyways, you're listening to Paraprobe on 1490 AM WWPR, um, and it's you know like Jesse said a minute ago, it's all Halloween's Eve. It's the day before Halloween. Um, I hope all of you out there are having a safe and happy Halloween and plan on having good times tonight and tomorrow. Because tonight's the adults night, let's be real. Yeah. Saturday night, Halloween uh, well, weekend. All the adults are out partying tonight. Dude, Look, last their night their costume parties. The adults
1: and such. were partying across the street from me. It kinda reminded me of me like when I was a little bit younger because uh they were literally setting off fireworks like I used to, like, just randomly in the middle of the week. But, <laughs> boom, <Yes? Okay. laughs> I woke up, like, in the middle of the night. It was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Kaboom! My dog's flipping out. My 3 year old's crying. My wife is pissed. pissed.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm kind of confused, though. <laughs> I saw some kids all dressed up in costumes on my way here, and they didn't look like they were going to, like, a party.
1: Well, they are uh, they're they have different events and stuff. Like, um, last night, they mm-hmm. had um, some stuff in St. Pete, Seminole, Argo area. Okay. Um For, like, kids to go
0: around and do, like, almost a trunk-or-treat or... or Yeah, I was just wondering, like, if these kids were, like, trick-or-treating tonight. Like, who all would be expecting that? Yeah, it's just, it's like, you know how people celebrate their birthday, like, through the whole month? I think Halloween needs to be a national holiday, and, like, November 1st, everybody gets to have off. Yeah, well, I already took it off, so (laughs) (laughs) ta-da! There you go. All right, so anyway, uh, we'll be rolling into our show here shortly. Today, we are going to be talking about... The absolute favorite talk of one of my. Fa- this going to be one. I guarantee it's going to be one of my favorite shows from like a lot of shows that we've done. Oh, I'm gonna mess it up then. Oh man, <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking about our picks for our favorite serial killers, and I don't know if I can make that sound normal. And no matter how I say it, it's not going to come out normal.
1: No, because I'm it's not saying not that
0: we look up to serial killers. We're just saying that these are like the most. These are the most demented people we can find
1: to talk about. Let's, yeah. let's just be real about it, because that's what I did. I found the most... Like, when I get mad about them, when I'm, like, reading about them, like, it, it's legit. Like, yeah. these people are off top. And yeah, this... he He's from a law enforcement background. I went to college for crime scene technology. I didn't work in it because I don't like dead children. Like, that. that's... Yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of struck a chord with me, and I was like, no, absolutely not. I can't do it. Sorry. But... You know there is that background, that desensitization, and there is that little fascination because, like, I took criminal justice classes in high school, and we had to do. Okay, first off,
0: nobody can say they don't have a fascination with these things for a couple of reasons. One, look at how popular horror movies are. For number one, hmm. that means a lot of people are obviously into it because a lot of people watch these movies, you know, us included. Uh, Number two, when you go by an accident everybody slows down because Uh, that makes me so mad i I swear man i swear we all know we're not dumb it's not because you're trying to be safe everybody wants to see the dead body that's why everybody slows down and looks (sighs) let's be real i that drives me crazy like i I know that's why
1: i don't do it usually it happens like when i'm either on the way to get my kiddo from daycare or like when i got him in the car and i'm like literally driving like i don't know I'm driving like I'm transporting the freaking president when I have my kid in the car. Like, you need to get out of my way. You get too close, you're likely to get, like, violenced.
0: (laughs) 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 There's a new term. We're going to (laughs) get (laughs) violenced.
1: Not sure what's going to happen, but. (laughs) We
0: had a very. You know what? Speaking of Halloween weekend, we had a rare sighting today, almost like a Bigfoot sighting. We saw blue. Yes! Yeah! We saw our boy blue today.
1: Yeah, dude, and he's looking good. He's got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Um, he is at. I I got the paper in my pocket. Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Uh, it's
0: uh, it's kind of like a bigfoot sighting. You, you hear of it. Dude. You and, see. And every he's so driving. Often,
1: he's freaking driving. Yeah, like, and he's driving. he pulled up in a car, and I'm like, oh, there's some some person in the car. I thought whatever. it was somebody
0: in an office next door. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. The Studio. And I'm
1: just looking and it's like I oh, don't I don't even recognize him. Blah blah blah, you know. And boom, blue I'm like, Did you just drive here? <laughs> Uh, but no, he's going to be at the uh, Sarasota Medieval Fair.
0: Um, apparently, he's got
1: a uh,
0: fight. And a stuff. fight that's going to be happening. Yeah, yep. Sarasota so, uh, Medieval Fair. It's going to be Saturdays and Sundays, November sixth through the twenty eighth, uh, for the new twenty twenty one. It's a twenty twenty one Scottish theme. Yeah, running from ten a.m. to five thirty p.m. Uh, and the location. Let's see if we can find it here uh, Woods of Malarani. Um It's going to be at twenty nine eight four seven. Florida Myak. 70 East, Miami City. Yeah. All right. So out there at State Road 70 is going to be a 2984, uh, I'm sorry, 29847, uh, yeah, FL 70 East, Miami City. There you we can't go. read anymore, can you? No, I can't. You need glasses. Oh, they're on the table. Look at that. <laughs> I don't need them for reading close up. Oh. I don't need them for, like, far off. Anyways,
1: when you go to this thing, just look for the, like, little mini micro machine that has beaten holy hell out of everybody with two piercings and a slip. That would come. be blue. That would be blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks like he can swing a sword. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I he, <laughs> <laughs> that was almost like a disembodied voice yeah. all i heard was no i'll get my ass beat <laughs> no 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 we're gonna have to do some tutoring then i no, no, right get him a lightsaber <laughs>
1: yeah how about that
0: <laughs> there you go all right so let's be moving on so you want to go first and talk about your favorite pick here
1: uh yeah it's not necessarily my favorite i regretted it as soon as i picked it because uh this these got there's two of them yeah. there's two it. it I thought it was one, but then I went down the hole, and there's two. It was a couple of fellows that wound up being lovers and serial killers, and confessed to over 200 crimes. Which a lot of them, their uh, their credibility started fa- failing. They were just kind of sucking up the limelight, so you know, yeah. kind of take that with a grain of salt. But like these guys, um, are the reason John Walsh is John Walsh. Um, one of them was responsible for the death of John Walsh, the guy from uh, what is that show? Um, oh god, again. Unsolved? No, America's Most Wanted. America's Most Wanted. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So they're the reason John Walsh is John Walsh. Uh, one of them allegedly, we still have no idea, killed John Walsh's kid. Yep. But uh, that guy was Otis or Otis Tool, um, and his lover slash partner in crime, literally, is uh,
0: where's that? Where's that? Herb?
1: Uh, Lucas Henry Lee Lucas there we go but uh tool was called the uh Jacksonville cannibal because he mm-hmm. claimed to eat people and like he said they taste just like pork with barbecue
0: sauce on them and
1: uh he was he was dumb in a bag of hammers he <laughs> that's re-
0: where that's where he lost me because everybody knows people taste like chicken but anyways go ahead yeah
1: well i mean he dumb in a bag of hammers i mean yeah. I, iq literally 72 yeah, the seventy two IQ. So for like comparison, you're l- mentally disabled at an IQ of seventy. Yes. That's you're considered mentally disabled. So I mean this guy was dumb and so he couldn't function without his partner. Henry Lee Lucas was the smart guy of the of
0: the group. I mean he's <laughs> not really saying no, a whole lot. And and he was dumb <laughs> too. But yeah. I
1: mean they basically went around the country, um, picking up junk cars or stealing junk cars. And living off handouts from churches and different charitable organizations and killing people. They actually kidnapped a pair of kids to tote with them so they wouldn't look so suspicious. Because they said, they literally said, nobody's going to think anything of it if it's just us two guys running around with two kids, you know.
0: Yeah, nothing suspicious having two kids duct taped, you know, in your backseat. No, they weren't even duct taped. They talked, they killed their parents. I'm, I'm sure they had them terrified, yeah.
1: Yeah, they killed their parents had them waiting in the yard while they killed their mother. Like, that, I mean, and just some of the things I, I, I'm i not even going to get onto on the radio, but, like, just basically the reasoning wasn't because, like, oh, I had, you know, some, you know, daddy issue, blah, 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 or, you know, this type of person. They didn't have an M.O. Like, Jeffrey Dahmer, he always yeah. went for, like, brunette women. Mm-hmm. Because he was rejected or had mommy issues, I can't remember. It's been so long ago. Mommy graduated. issues, big yeah. time. Yeah, but uh, like he was always like the nice guy, and like he killed people that said, uh
0: had a certain look about him. You know, that's the funny thing is like every time you watch the news when something like this happens, they all the neighbors are always like, "They were such a quiet young man." No, they. You know, or they were a happy young man, or whatever the case this, may be. This guy was the complete opposite, and yeah. that's
1: why he kind of appealed to me because he. He was the type of dude that you see walking down the street, you cross to the other side because he just – he was a weird freaking dude. Like, even the interviews, I was watching interviews, which mm-hmm. just – I've never seen anybody take so much pride in murder. Like, he was almost getting a thrill. Like, he was getting off on talking about his murders. you got to watch
0: the documentary on the nope. – I forgot the guy's actual name, but nope. Iceman. No, nope. I'm good. Uh, the guy that they called Iceman, he, he worked for the mob – uh, he, this guy is believed to have killed Over 200 people Yeah That's uh,
1: one thing in like a military capacity But like in a freaking like just Random dude yeah, capacity you, 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 It's just you, you t-
0: Yeah I mean you turn around and you, you kill a bunch of people in the military You're, you're a global hero You know I, I do it with a Cuisinart and I'm the bad guy You know it's just weird yeah, that is weird. <laughs> a freaking quizzing arm. Kill somebody with a balloon animal and they think you're odd.
1: <laughs> that's a Riddick – that's a, definitely like a Riddick move. Uh, you're going to kill me with your teacup? I'm going to kill you with my teacup. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean they – so where's the quote? Uh, They were considered themselves – the Hand of Satan. That was their... Uh, they said they were in a satanic cult, supposedly. Um, hmm. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was just supposedly... So, they, they went through this thing. They both got locked up. Tool got locked up for arson. Mm-hmm. Because he liked burning down buildings and he was dumping her a bag of hammers. Well, they later caught Lee because they were...
0: I love how we make fun of serial killers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bring it. (laughs) And I'm just going to call him Lee because, like, I'm a George Lucas fan, so I'm not disgracing the Lucas name. (laughs) So Henry Lucas is just Lee from now on, so get over it. (laughs) If it's confusing, I don't care. I've been confusing everybody all week anyway. That's what I do. But um, it just – they felt like they were supposed to be together. They were soulmates, Mm -hmm. literally soulmates, and they were trying to get it so they can – being in a soul together, mm-hmm. be locked up together. And then they took police on wild goose chase all over the country, literally wild goose chase. The police were, because this was in the 80s, that there was no DNA, there was no confession, was like the highest grade of evidence for them. Yeah. So they, no DNA, no nothing. They went around can BSing the police the whole mm-hmm. time. B- BSing them. Like getting to eat, like, fried chicken and stuff, which they didn't serve in prison. I don't know if they do now. I haven't been lately. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: been a minute. But, um, it just, they made a game out of it. Mm-hmm. And they enjoyed dragging the police on. And then, um, Tool confessed to killing John Walsh's son, Adam Walsh, mm-hmm. and beheading him and. Like described it, I kind of think he did it because he said that he punched the kid in the face. That wasn't in the movie that had come out right after he confessed. Mm-hmm. And he, uh the forensic evidence showed that the kid was punched in the
0: face. He decapitated. And see, kid. and that's the one thing too. <clears throat> like in law enforcement, when you have a a rash of murders that start happening before it even goes to the level of of them thinking of a serial killer per se. The, the first thing that they start doing is when they start releasing the information out to the public, they never do. And, and, of course, I'm sure every one of you have seen this in the cop shows and stuff. There is certain material evidence that they do leave out of the public eye. And they do that for a reason, because it is to rule out the crazy people out there who want to have an image of being this serial killer that will literally had nothing to do with the crime whatsoever mm-hmm. and go to the police and go, yeah, I did it. And that's what they do is they start asking them.
1: Because they feel like a celebrity, and they want that notoriety, that recognition. I mean,
0: it's like um, some of these trolls on the Internet and stuff. And it's scary because it (laughs) happens with every single unsolved murder. Oh, yeah. Every one. There's always somebody that will come out of the woodwork and try to claim that they were the ones who pulled it off. And as soon as they start asking some of the basic questions, like, well, where were you on such and such night and all that, they wind up rolling these people out really quick. But, however... The problem is when you have them coming out of the woodworks, because let's be real, folks, um, there's a lot of crazy people that are around you at all times that you're probably completely unaware of. You know, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it, it, per capita for every town, city, everything like that, hundreds. Easy.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Even a little town I grew up in, we had one serial killer that, like, hardly anybody knew about. The only reason I found out about it is because my criminal justice teacher back then. He was a former police officer, and was telling us about this guy who recently, like, within a couple months had been caught. Mm -hmm. Like, and he was breaking in. He would kill everybody in the house and then burn the house down. Now, as a uh, volunteer, like, I was on the volunteer fire department. Mom was, like, full-fledged. I was under 18, so I had to be, like, you know, mini, junior, whatever. So I didn't go to, like, a whole lot of big fires until after I turned 18. But there was, I remember hearing about, like, just random fires in places, and mm-hmm. sure as heck, this guy, you know, had went in and, like, killed some people and stuff. And, like, he did it, like, I think it was, like, two or three times before he got caught. Because yeah. it's a small town. It's hard not to get caught.
0: Well, like, the person that I told you that I was going to talk about later in more detail, the town he's from where he committed all these crimes mm-hmm. was only, like, six to 800 people population. Jesus. Yeah, between 600 to 800 people. And uh, and that's at pretty much at any given time throughout the year. All right. Well, the biggest thing that drawled me to these guys,
1: drawled, drawled, <laughs> drawled. Is that even a word? Drawled? It is now. <laughs> drew. Drew me to these people was, like, they cannibalized some of their victims. hmm And it wasn't, like, uh because, like, oh, I like eating people. It was, A, because I could, or, B, I didn't have money to buy groceries. Wow. Like, and... Uh, Like, the whole supply chain thing that's going on right now, I'm like, how many people? How many serial killers have been activated
0: because of the supply chain? (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, and then on top of that, how many people are like, huh,
0: my neighbor looks like they were good to eat? You don't, I mean, you got to think about this, all right? During the time of the pandemic, when it first came out, when they really went into lockdown real heavy everywhere, right? People went into lockdown. We're talking about it like a video game, When uh, it first um, came out. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is a lot of murders upticked big time during that time. Oh, yeah. And why? Because more people were home. Yep. So all these common criminals that were normally breaking into houses that had never committed murder before now wound up committing murder because people were in the house.
1: Oh, yeah. Or getting murdered because yeah. like people were home. And I remember hearing about a whole lot more burglaries and stuff. And oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, our house... So we have. You break into my house. <laughs> I ain't calling the cops. <laughs> not immediately. Yeah.
0: Not immediately. We dial 311. <laughs> now, um. <laughs> For those who are not familiar, that's the number you call before you start digging a hole around your property. <laughs> because of, you know, wires underground. Yeah, and, you, you know. got
1: to make sure those are out of the way. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't call 911. We call 311. So. <laughs> but no, um. So. Usually, because we are in a weird area, because Mm -hmm. we're, like, right in the middle of the population center in in St. Petersburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a weird area, so, Mm -hmm. like, we'll see the police choppers going around, doing their thing, patrolling the skies occasionally, but occasionally, like, the other night, you'll see them, like, hardcore, like, down low, like, flying almost below the radar, Mm -hmm. like, Following, like, grid blocks and stuff like that. And then you hear, like, police cars zoom in. So, mm-hmm. like, we have a lockdown protocol now at our house. Like, we've had it for, you know, like, I think we finally, like, decided to do something like that, like, right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right, we're locking it down. Like, lock everything. Just make sure everything's good. You know, hey, you know, this is the plan. You do this with Jacks, And uh, we'll – we have, A, our security alarm. Molly, mm-hmm. our dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> and
0: Molly will rip your leg off, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah no. She she she's super sweet if you're like a friend and like Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, super sweet dog. If she
1: if she knows you, like yeah. she'll bark and act all crazy and yeah, like yeah. jump in your lap and like lick you to death, but yeah, then, she
0: uh, she really does think she's a lap dog and she's a big dog.
1: Yeah, but, and
0: but don't try to break in. No, no. Hell. <laughs> my Good luck.
1: my my stepmother showed up with my grandmother and uh she knew my grandma. Mhm. And she was all wiggly and licky, and, you know, as soon as my stepmother,
0: my step-mother tried to come in the house, kind of like, like trying to eat her. Yeah, Molly, <laughs> Molly's – the best way to describe it is Molly takes it kind of like it's The Hunger Games. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck. <laughs> oh, God. But they don't no, play a new game of
1: Survivor, but it's literal. <laughs> yeah, that that's basically – you know what? My mom's never seen The Hunger
0: Games. Really?
1: Yeah, she, we we had this conversation. I thought earlier she would like
0: love a movie because like that, uh, too.
1: people were talking about that uh, Netflix show. What the hell? Uh,
0: oh, uh, that! Oh my God. Where is it? Uh, uh, Squid Game.
1: Yeah, Squid Game. Yeah. So like, I knew
0: that's what it was gonna be about. I've seen, Island boy. I had to throw that out there.
1: I I I, I watched a couple episodes of it with Becky, but I was just like, all right, yeah, no, I, I get the gist of it. This mm-hmm. is gonna be like uh, Saul with you know money. <laughs> I want to play a game. No, you're gonna play a game because you're broke, <laughs> and yeah. No, I just uh, ugh, nope, I couldn't get into it.
0: Yeah, I have. You have to watch it. I have not uh, watched one episode of it.
1: It, it'll keep you going, but like it's it's kind of predictable.
0: I'm still trying to figure out the whole island boy thing, the 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 paranormal, you know, pull of that because two guys, you know, everybody knows who who they are. <laughs> I looked at it. I've watched, I, I, I watched I, a couple no, of their videos. No, no, no. no. I actually I, follow both of them on TikTok. I saw them. Just meme. because.
1: I saw a meme, and I was just like, nope, I'm good.
0: <laughs> I'm <moved> going. <laughs> mine was that morbid curiosity I had to look. No. I started watching the video, but the sad part is, and, and trust me, anybody who knows the Island Boys and her video, if if you watch them and they start singing that song, you cannot help but to get it stuck in your head. Nope. I swear no. to God, you'll be walking around going out of nowhere. You'll be like, I, dude, you could be in like grocery shopping in Publix and be like, Man, I need some beans, I need some chicken, yeah, maybe a couple of steaks for tomorrow. Island boy it'll just pop in your head, dude. No. That yeah. It's total A D D.
1: Alright, well on that disgusting sour note, let's uh swap over to your big list of paperwork over there and uh yeah. find out about your sick individual.
0: Yeah, we were we were going to do like a mad list of different serial killers. Yeah. But I started researching one, which I was already pretty familiar with, anyways, because of the horror movie aspect behind this person. That I got stuck in that rabbit hole, yeah, and, and yeah, and rabbit also, holes are a thing, buddy. Yep. All right, so I'm going to be talking about Ed Gein, and for anybody out there who's into horror, especially when it comes down to serial killers, <laughs> slasher movies, stuff like that. Guarantee you've heard the name Ed Gain at one time or another, because there are a lot of famous movie, uh, you know, villains that were killers that were basically based upon him. All right, and a prime example is a couple of them off the top of my head: Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs was based on him. It puts uh, the lotion in a basket. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, and also too, there was a gentleman who started writing a book one day, and his name was Robert Block. This guy started writing a book because he was so intrigued by Ed Gein that the story of Ed Gein and how he basically came to be psychologically is what turned him into the idea. So it wasn't based on Ed Gein, but the idea of Ed Gein. He wrote a book called Psycho. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, dude. So, yes, Norman Bates, the, you know, was basically, you know, the, the story of between the love of, you know, Norman Bates and his mom, you know, was basically the the premise of, of how he came up with that was because of Ed Gain. Jeez, dude. Yeah, so Ed Gain, who was... Uh, he was born in La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1906. Where is he from? Uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Wakanda for a minute. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Kill them all. No. Um oh, God. So he was born in La Crosse, Wisconsin in 1906. All right. So Ed Gain and his brother Henry, he actually had an older brother named Henry. Uh, they were raised there until he was about maybe eight years old. And then his mother, who was this over zealous christian fanatic. And I'm not talking about the the mom who wakes you up, you know, on a Sunday morning and threatens to beat your butt if you don't get up cuz we're going to church, but then when she's walking around church she's all nice and smiling at everybody. No, she was way over the top zealot with this and was very domineering over her two boys and her husband. Her husband uh you know, I think his uh god what was his name I actually wrote it down too. I think it was Henry uh the Father George. I'm sorry. George was a Alcoholic and very abusive to the boys when he got drunk. Had no problem whacking them around and, you know, and everything and whatnot. And, uh, it was to straighten them up. But the mother, I kid you not, she was such an overzealous person with, uh, Christianity that she wanted to move from La Crosse and move to Plainsfield, Wisconsin. And the reason for being is because La Crosse, Wisconsin was too big of a city. They had too much of a Sodom and Gomorrah thing going on with it. And uh, you know, they're, they're, all the women in that town were whores. and, you know, it was LA. Wow. Yeah. Describing I mean, L.A. but you know, like a better. Term.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> but you can't get any better tacos than in LA. I know,
0: right? <laughs> um, so his mother Augusta, um <laughs> She was. Yeah. I love that show, man. I know, right? All right. So his mother Augusta, um, she, like I said, she was very domineering and and just always hounding them about church and about. She wouldn't let the boys have friends. Every time a friend came over, uh, she would like you know basically be very you know derogatory towards them and very rude and brusque. You know toward the, the kids that want to come over to hang out anymore with you know with Henry and such. Jeez. You know because Henry was the more outgoing. Ed was the more reserved and all about mom, right? Always wanted to make mom happy. Yeah. All right. So basically, you know, Henry later down the line, of course, you know, as he gotten older, was more of like, you know, screw this. Mom's a nut job, you know. And there was times he made some comments that may have, you know, ticked off little Ed a little bit, you know. So I think Eddie got upset. But as time went by, um, he dropped out of school at 13, and he worked for the family farm. Uh, Their father died when Ed was only 33, and he worked um, odd jobs as a handyman. Um, He was known as, you know, very actually funny, Mm -hmm. you know, very polite, very tactful. Uh, He would help out neighbors when they had problems on their farm because Plainsfield back then, it was very much a farm community, you know. And, and like, uh, so everybody always helped each other and whatnot. Now, obviously a lot of people left his family alone because of the father being the alcoholic and abusive and yeah. all that. And then the mom being domineering and all that. She everybody everybody was a sinner. They all sinned. Aren't so, we all? Yeah. <laughs> Which well you're right, we all do sin. Ta-da. <laughs> I plan on doing it tonight and I get home. So Um You're ridiculous. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. So anyways, he took odd jobs, as a handyman and such, you know, to help out with the, the family farm and to be able to keep things going. Um and then they had a brush fire on the property. Oh crap. Now, when the brush fire happened, it started spreading pretty quick. So Ed and Henry, you know, were on their own out there trying to to you know get this fire to stop you know before it, it messed up their their entire property and their farm, you know and whatnot. Um, Ed had actually ran off to go get help, and uh, because during this barrage of all the fire and everything, he lost track of where Henry was, right. So when he came back, People didn't question this until after the fact, later down the line, when they found out more about Ed Gain, that he led them right to where Henry's body was, where he died. He had allegedly had a heart attack and banged his head on a rock when he fell. I think it might have been the other way around because Henry and Ed obviously had their issues, you know, Mm -hmm. not only sibling rivalry, but because Ed, you know, had such he he held his mom on such a he worshipped his mother, yes, big time. You see where the whole Norman Bates thing's coming from now. So Henry, who was against their mom's ruling and how she was and everything, just you know magically had a heart attack and fell in that right spot where that one rock was on the farm property and banged his head. I think it was the other way around. I think he got clocked in the head and had the heart attack afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's just I'm just letting you know now. That's not my. That's just my opinion. He's just pontificating. Fact. Yeah. All right. So uh, I like that. You You're, have been reading. Shut up. I'm so impressed. All right. So, uh, so later down the line, um, uh, his mother, uh, and, and this is what's weird too. Ed Gain and his mother, from different things that had happened publicly, there's a lot of people who believe that they had a psychic connection. No. Yes. And the reason why, there was times that his mother had basically, uh, like, like she was grocery shopping one day. Mm -hmm. And as she was in the store, there's somebody who had remembered something about, you know, their family and how they were. And they brought this up. They said, yeah, Um, they had turned around and and she was shopping in the store, had walked out to the car, and she started kind of like having like this headache, you know, that was bothering her really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And it did bad enough that it caught attention to people in the parking lot, you know, and they're checking up on her, making sure she was all right. Within minutes, Ed Gaines showed up in the parking lot wanting to know if his mom was okay. This isn't like they had GPS, cell phones, all this back yeah, then. Yeah, this, this is early the... 1900s. Yes, all right. You know, so you're looking around about this time, it's like in the 1940s when this was going on. All right, so, anyways. Even we... that,
1: it just took her longer than usual to get there, and he was super paranoid. I mean, no, like, no. I mean there's
0: other circumstances I might get into a little bit later if i got time. But the main thing was that eventually that headache led into her having a stroke. Mm. So when she had a stroke, now it's just her and Ed. And Ed's taking care of the farm. You know, he's working the odd jobs to make the extra money, you know, and taking care of his mom. Uh, there would, you know, and he discussed this, like, with his therapist later in life and everything, um, where he would, like, even lay in bed with her, you know, and rub her head and cuddle her and everything else to, you know, stroke her hair, the whole nine yards. And after about uh, about nine months, she started getting better. Um, and And started, like, you know, her health started improving. You know, she started getting better. So they noticed, like, people in the town was noticing, like, he was more happier, cheerful, kind of back to his old self again. But then about 19 months from the first time she had the stroke, she had a second one. That one killed her. Oof. At that point, they were saying that, because of the fact that he dropped out of school when he was like 13 and he was a prolific reader. Mhm. Let me tell you about some of the books he read though later down the line that they found. Uh very they said even though he was slow to an extent, uh very very proficient with reading, you mm-hmm. know, and and excelled in reading and he read like, you know, all different kinds of books from all different levels.
1: Well, now side note, I mean, you can drop out of school if you want to. Like I have, you know, family members that are extremely intelligent they're old yeah. because like there's no way you can drop out of school now and like
0: really make it
1: or would be that or yeah, have but back the in the day be, a lot of people did my yeah. dad
0: did my dad his okay my dad my uh, grandfather died when he was real young okay yeah. and then later down the line when i think my father was like 16 i think my grandmother died and my dad had quit school to help take care of the family yeah my well, dad was a pitcher for Riverview High School right here in Sarasota um, he probably, uh, at that time, there was a lot of talk about my dad that he may had gone on to be a professional pitcher. Major League Baseball, he was that good. Dropped everything. Take care of the family. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, and that was very common. Yep. I mean, but as, like, my grandfather always said, if you can read, you can do anything. Yep. You can learn anything. So, I mean, he... He might not have been as dumb as people were telling him.
0: Exactly. But here's where things started to obviously take the turn. At that point, Ed uh, Gain, uh, she had died in 1945. And so now he was alone. He was devastated. They said he was, you know, like, like any adult would, you know, when their parent dies, of course, they're going to cry. They're going to show grief and remorse and whatnot. But they said his was beyond the norm of what they've seen. You know, other people's reaction. Like, he was completely devastated. Like, he didn't know how to, like, he he didn't know how to go on, basically. So, everybody believes, and even his therapist, uh, who believes after, because his therapist uh, had done, you know, work with him for decades. And believes that he, that was the moment that he snapped. That was the moment that he actually went over the edge. Yeah. He was getting there on his own because of the mom. Yeah. Her death pushed him right over the edge. All right. So, um, he basically, at that point, he started becoming a hoarder. The room that his mother died in and other parts of the house that she always was in, like her sewing room, stuff like that, he left completely boarded up, untouched. The rest of the house, they said, was just filthy. He became like a hoarder, you know, collecting all his trash and, you know, food and everything else, just leaving it laying around. Just He let the farm start going to hell, you know, the house, everything. They said that the next 12 years is when he went into the abyss, all right? So... 12 years. Yeah, 12 years of this, all right, because it, this didn't happen all right away. So, later down the line on November 16th in 1957, um, it was during deer season. And remember I told you, a very small town. There's only a population between 600 800 people, right? Yeah. Most of the men, gone. They're they're out in the, out there hunting, you know, getting their deer and yeah, all this the stuff. Yeah, getting their
1: deer for the next yep. pretty much year.
0: So, the town was pretty much during that time of the year, it was like a ghost town. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot of people in town. Well, Mr. Uh, Edgine, for about two weeks, kept going up and bugging Bernice Warden, who owned the uh, the hardware store called Warden's. All mm-hmm. right, and uh, he he kept asking her out, you know, and, and everything for about two weeks straight. She was telling her older son about it, you know, that it made her uncomfortable, that he was just an odd man, you know, and all this other stuff. So, um, on November sixteenth, nineteen fifty-seven, is when the police had realized that her body had came up missing because the son had found a blood trail from the window in the in the warden's store and was led, like, to the back part and outdoors. They literally found a receipt on the ground from where Ed Gain that same day had came in and purchased um, antifreeze, about a half a gallon. And so they're like, okay, let's go check Ed. You know, maybe Ed has – and at first they didn't even suspect it was him. They thought maybe he might know, like, yeah. who else may have been in the store or whatnot, right? Yeah. And so, basically, when they went out there to go speak with him, they found unspeakable horrors. They found him next door, actually, at the neighbor's house. And they had, they found evidence at the truck, you know, that he drove blood and all that. They, they knew that he had the body, probably. Now it turned into, now instead of going to talk to him, they're going to go arrest him. Yeah. Found out he was next door. And he admitted to it, admitted to it. He even told them how he did it. How he committed the crime was he literally bought the, the antifreeze. You know, he'd already been asking her out. she turned him down, God knows how many times. He said, you know what, before I leave, I'm interested in buying that rifle up in the front window. She goes over to the window to take it down for him, and he shot her in the back of the head with the rifle. And that's how he killed her. But instead of just murdering her, he took the body home. This is where Ed Dean the story now becomes serious about into the face of of evil I mean for real and seeing the Texas chainsaw massacre side. So at that point in time the police did a raid on the home to start looking for the body. They opened the door and came through this when they found all the trash and everything else. And in the shed they found a corpse gutted hanging up in the ceiling mm-hmm. hanging down. Um mm-hmm. That was Bernice Warden. Yeah. Yeah, Within that quick a time, he had done all that. I mean,
1: living on a farm and back then, I mean, it it would be pretty, he'd be pretty efficient at gutting and all that. Yeah, because back then people
0: really did live off of what they caught and everything else. Yeah. And they were a poor family, very poor. Yeah. And that's what you do when you're a poor family. Yeah. So they wound up finding her strung up, basically, and to the rafters. And completely gutted from what we call stem to stern. That way I don't have to get too descriptive on there. Um, At that point in time, they started going through the house, and this is where they found, and I'm going to give you a list of the items that they found in the home. Now, mind you, he snapped 12 years earlier. What happened was Ed Gaines started fantasizing about bringing his mom back to life. He started robbing graves that were in the graveyard where his mother's body was found. Or where his mom, I'm sorry, was buried. So instead of retrieving her body, he would read the obituaries of people that recently passed away, females that looked like his mom in the papers, and he was going and retrieving parts of them to basically, in his mind, psychologically bring his mom back to life. So what he wanted doing was there were chairs upholstered with human skin, boxes of female genitalia, that some were painted and he actually had bow ties around them. That he made colored bow ties to make them look pretty. Um, <laughs> never mind, that's too easy of a joke. Um, number three, 12 human heads, jars filled with noses, and we ain't talking about the Hollywood props, talking about the real thing. Um, a belt fashioned with female nipples. What? Yep. A shade, uh, that was, you know, for the window that, uh, pulled down was made with human lips. What the? Yeah, the entire shade for the window, uh, for the blinds, was made out of human lips. What the? This is all real. This is from the actual reports from the police department, you know, that the, the the investigation. Um, gloves were made from human fingers, human skin um, marked, I'm sorry, human skin uh, masks, I'm sorry, hanging as decorations in his bedroom. So he peeled their faces off, like like Leatherface did, yeah. and Tex Chainsaw Master, and had them some with makeup on, and lipstick, and had them hanging on the walls in his room.
1: Jeez.
0: Um, He had a skin suit to wear, with the masks, pretending to be his own mother.
1: What in the hell?
0: He would literally put this skin suit on that he had fashioned (coughs) from bodies, actual skin, like a coat. ...to wear, and he had it for the upper body and then for, like, from the legs down. And he would put all this on, put these masks on with the wig and the whole nine yards, and he would walk around in his front yard pretending to be his mother. So you're now looking at not only a guy who's a serial killer, you know, for the most part, because there's more to come where they found out there was more people involved in this. Well, I mean, he
1: was obviously a necrophiliac in some capacity. Yes,
0: and and he also, beyond all of that... ...wound up going into a split personality, you know, so he wound up having a personality of his mother and himself in his head. And remember in the movie Psycho, Norman Bates was that. Norman Bates kept thinking his mother was alive and talking to him all the time, and it was just her dead body in a chair up in the attic. So, um, they found severed heads of two missing... Um, or, am sorry, they found a uh, severed head of a missing woman of two years... Um, from December 8th, 1954. Her name was Mary Hogan. She was a tavern owner. A lot of people in that town, she <laughs> came up missing and everything. They thought, uh, as some people assumed that she, because she was looking for a man, <laughs> you know, that she found one and she left town. Yeah. There was really no, like, oddness about her disappearance at yeah, the time. Yeah, when back then
1: you can't, like... Call somebody long distance and find yeah, out, you know.
0: yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there were people obviously that were concerned, and 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 they never found out. You know, well, they did eventually, obviously, <coughs> find out what happened to her. So basically, long story short, he wound up uh, actually only really killing, as far as they know of, two people. However, here's one problem: the mathematics doesn't work. When you count the severed heads, th- there's another murderer out there somewhere that he has one of the heads from. Well, then, and they never <clears throat> found out who it belonged to. So there was speculation. Let me let me make sure f- I clarify. They found the gray. The, yes, just... they they went back to the because he admitted to everything. He was that crazy. He was telling them exactly what he did. But the funny thing is, when he first got caught and they brought him into the interrogation room to start interrogating him, you know what he asked? The first words out of his mouth after this whole ordeal went down. First words out of his mouth. What? He asked for a slice of apple pie with a slice of cheese on it. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. That's all he wanted: apple pie with a slice of cheese on it. And then they started interrogating him, and he admitted to everything. And they obviously found him mentally, you know, yeah, uh, <clears throat> messed up. He was they probably be-
1: performed a lobotomy on that guy. Uh,
0: he was, yeah, he was not. He was found unfit to stand trial. Um, they wound up putting him in an institution there. Uh, he stayed in that institution until the age of, let's see here, he died in July 26th of 1984 from lung cancer. What? So, of all things, lung cancer killed him. And you know, I think he was, he was, like, in his 70s at that point when he died. See, look, all right, <clears throat> I'm going to get off track. Sure. But people like this and
1: people like Otis and uh, Lee, whatever his freaking name is, like, I'm not one, I, I don't like to see things suffer. Like animals, people, anything like that. I don't like to see anything suffer, but these type of individuals mm-hmm. should definitely suffer. Like, and then and then well, not not be a burden on the prison system. For how? Hold on. What what, what year did he get caught?
0: Uh, he got caught actually in nineteen. <clears throat> what was it? Forty? Or I'm sorry, November 6, fifty seven. He was caught.
1: So he was in jail for but he committed 50 these, years.
0: He committed these crimes of of everything he was doing from the necrophilia, the bob the body robbing and all that, you know, and including the, the two murders. All that happened from nineteen forty seven all the way up till nineteen 19- yeah, but he
1: was in prison for thirty freaking years. Yeah. Pretty much living it up. Three hops on the cot. I mean, yeah. exercise every day and like you can pretty much like educate yourself in there and do whatever the heck you want. Well, the because part.
0: they found him unfit psychologically to stand trial, which means you cannot prosecute that person at that yeah, time okay. if like, they cannot. If you have a person how, who is so mentally damaged that they don't understand what's going on around them and the process, I don't know. And well, I'm, Trust me, I'm not defending it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending it at all. I'm just telling you the the facts behind it. If someone is deemed that they they truly are unfit for trial, what that means at that point that psychologically, they don't understand the crime they're being charged with they don't understand what's happening to them in in a sense and what i mean is okay you take a schizophrenic they could be sitting there at their own trial you know they could have wiped out 10 15 people right just let me hear me out all right they start giving them the facts and everything and they may know some of the facts but they also might tell you that they talk to jesus every day and in their mind, that's their reality. It is real to them. No,
1: I get that. I hundred percent get that. And it may have been a split personality that committed the crimes in the case of a schizophrenic. Yeah, I honestly think that this dude just didn't care, and he was so pr- and he wasn't like proud of it. He just didn't care enough to deny it or to try to hide it. He was like, "Well, I already got caught, so." Might as well tell there, him.
0: There's more to it, obviously, that I haven't given out, like, all the details of everything for for this. But he was nuts. Yeah, he, but
1: he this, totally this was also mind. the 1950s. People were yeah. a lot more honest back then. And you wouldn't expect a, you In know, a sense,
0: I do agree with that. I do agree with that. And here's why. Because back then, this is probably one of the most shocking things. I mean, even today, by today's standards, is shocking, yeah. to say the least. It's, all right? But for back then, imagine.
1: Yeah, no, I hundred. Yeah. That, that's why yeah. I think that he was not crazy. Because A, I think he was just flat out just evil, and he's not crazy, and he got literally got away with murder because. And that's what the way I see some of these guys. Like I can get having remorse. Like let's say you know you someone breaks in your house,
0: you shoot the them. Ice Man I was talking about earlier killed like over two hundred people. The only thing he ever admitted to that he felt bad about. Honestly, was hurting his family. Not that he physically hurt them. I'm talking about because of when he got caught, you yeah. know, and what their his family had to go through. They knew nothing about his crimes. They had no idea he worked for the mob and did hits. Yeah, you know, and uh, and but
1: you can you can fill some type of remorse out there of fact. Even like, and I like Baldwin. I'm I'm going there. I am going there today. I like Baldwin. I like Baldwin. That person die or he just shoot him. I can't remember.
0: Uh, actually, it was one round that penetrated the first person that killed him. Okay. And the second person was injured. So from Alec the,
1: Baldwin the accidentally killed someone because he was, let's just face it, he was reckless with a gun. You always assume every gun is loaded. You know, he accidentally killed someone. He ignored the rules of gun safety that everybody knows. You don't point any type of actual firearm at somebody and shoot them unless you know that it's unloaded. You know, don't care. That's non-debatable. That's not up for debate. But... He can still feel remorse for killing someone. I don't I don't think he should be like strung up and, you know, killed and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Things happen like that. Accidents happen, stuff happens. I'm I'm talking about like gruesome killings that obviously some thought had went into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, there like, was thought behind what. There's a,
1: did. I mean, yeah. there's years and years and years of like him doing Buffalo Bill crap, you know, and yeah. like just like on a whole another level and it it's more than schizophrenia they they're, they're, look, I, I'm not saying he has schizophrenia either. I know. I have, this I have personal example. experience with schizophrenia, like not, so do I. And, and yeah. there, yeah. And that's not how schizophrenia acts, you know, not all the time. Like a rare, 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 rare cases, but that's not how. Yeah. I was going to say, I had one to get, got very violent with me. So. Well, <laughs> violence is a thing, but yeah. usually they have to feel threatened and, and they're usually driven to that and point. And
0: this individual's mind, they thought they were being threatened. Yeah. You know, and in all fairness, they can't help that, you know? And the individual... So, hold on. Let me clarify something, okay? Just give me a second here. All right. All right. That individual that I had to deal with, in their mind, what was happening to them, physically was not happening. In their mind, it was happening. And so that was their reality. They thought it was really happening. That person turned violent. And don't worry, this person was not hurt or anything of that nature, you know, but we did have to detain and subdue the person. All right, um... But in that scenario, like I said, uh, even I knew that because of the situation, I had to be very careful. Yeah, you know, very. Uh, to be honest, you know, emotion. I had to use emotion. I had to turn around and go, okay, this person is not their fault. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you got to be very, very mindful and careful on how you pursue it and how you deal with it. All exactly.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and and the case that I'm familiar with, um. There was some things, questionable things going on at their place of employment, which mm-hmm. was in a law enforcement capacity, mm-hmm. and there was some fellow officers in that regard that were putting this person's life in danger.
0: Yeah.
1: There was actual danger involved, and that's when they supposedly broke and supposedly went off the deep end, but it, the, it sounds so rational – Because, like, it – if you were there and saw it, like, if it was you. Yeah. And, like, you were in law enforcement capacity, and one of your fellow officers were basically trying to get you killed. Yeah, yeah. You would kind of snap, too. Yeah. But, like, instead of, like, snapping, they tried to do the right thing and were – diagnosed with that you know i mean so like there's still a rationale when it comes to schizophrenia yeah it it may not be the necessary it may not exist necessarily Uh, trust me
0: everything we're talking about right now can be a debate that could go on which still goes on today not this Uh, not this guy this guy was no i'm just messed up even individuals like this if it happened today would still be put into a insane asylum they would not be put in. they would not be arrested and put into jail that's evil That's flat-out evil. Because... If
1: someone did that to... let Here's the thing. You can... See, this is is why you... You did this on purpose. Yes, I did. I hate you.
0: Because (laughs) it leads to a good talk and a good debate. God, I hate you. A lot of people do, but I don't care. All right. Uh, Here's the thing. What rational person would commit these atrocities? There obviously is a broken brain somewhere. There is obviously an issue. Now, before evil. you say a word, Satan, evil. Some people <laughs> like, <laughs> are. I agree, born evil. Some yeah. are. I, I have trust me. We've I've seen some. it. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubts about it. There are some people that. Uh, never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. What I would rather do, <laughs> 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 because in some places, you know that that's not good. Um, yeah. In, in that capacity, I mean, there are some people that you know may commit these atrocities and and whatnot, and. Honestly, because of their brain. They may not even realize that it's actually wrong. And I'm not trying to defend any of those individuals. Trust me, I'm not. Because there's a lot of individuals that will try to use that in order to get out of getting, you know, oh, yeah. committed for the like crime training or punished day. for the crime.
1: Training day. Yeah. The guy they were talking about who stuffed his butt crack with peanut butter and then in the middle of the court, yeah. licked his hand, like stuck his hand, got a, yeah. a handful of chunky and licked it. You know, yeah. oh, this guy is crazy. That's what this guy did. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, that.
0: You, you can't go off of what I've told you in a 30 minute, you know, com- or actually, it wasn't even that long, about a 20 minute conversation about him and determine. That the guy's evil, that he knew exactly what he was doing and everything else. You can't. There's a, Obviously, this guy had decades of therapy. Yeah, you right. By professionals.
1: There's you're a whole right,
0: lot of you right, you right, you right. Yep. Got to look at the facts, son. Got to look at the facts. Ah, uh, still. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Trust me. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. There are some evil people out there. and They should be shot. Should, flat out. Let's just like, say let, that let, karma needs to... Dillihan, we'll either way. That way like all right yeah fair <laughs> enough fair enough yeah
1: i recant that but like yeah I, I don't think people who are like like my guy um that weirdo that i was yeah, yeah. talking about they shouldn't be a burden on the system no and if they're like or they should be subject to scientific experimentation there you go. Like, uh, instead of, I kind of like that. Of, I like, like that idea. Like, let's find out what's wrong with the brain. Let's and go let's ahead. Let's experiment on them.
0: Let's go ahead and let's help the community. Donate them. Sense. Let's go ahead and help the community <clears throat> out there that is against capital punishment, that thinks that we have no absolute, no matter what the person does, should never, never commit, you know, commit somebody to be killed. You know, They for do the that
1: to your family member. Let's see so, how you feel but, about
0: that. But I'm just saying, Oof. I'm just saying, oh, sorry, Dude, it didn't these, happen. Calm down. These I'm, guys get me fired up. Man. But the thing that I was getting at is, OK, well, then fine. You're right. We will not kill them. However, we're going to do some substantial tests on them. How about that? Let's bring back lobotomies. Well, yeah, but
1: it kind of takes the fun out of it at that point. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. No, I, I'm i very... You vindic- can't
0: punish the victim if they don't understand. This is why I... This, the, no, no, if they understand. I'm talking about the guys that understand what they did and are proud of it. Oh, no, I'm talking about the bad guy. You can't punish them if they don't understand. If we do a lobotomy on them, it takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, they yeah. got to, You got to let them feel the fear. Fair. But I they, must have been Lucifer in my past life. Like, you, you might have been, like, possessed or something. I don't know.
1: You might be possessed. <laughs> let me let me do some. Yeah, you didn't flinch. You're not possessed. All right, cool. No. All oh, right. Christ compels you.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the Black Rifle Coffee one where it's coffee compels you? No, no. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. Um, I was crying laughing. It was funny.
1: So you got to look up Tier One Concealed on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they they make holsters, obviously, but um, they did a Michael Myers one, and I never laughed so hard like. There are a bunch of gun guys, obviously, but, like, Michael Myers busts into this room, and you got all these guys cleaning their guns, and they're just, like, looking at him, and he's like, I'm sorry. And, like, uh, backs <laughs> out slowly, like, then reaches back in and, like, slowly grabs the door. Sorry, sorry. That's, like, the sorry hand thing. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you got to watch the one with Matt Best. The one that Matt Best just did, where he's like clearing a house, uh-huh. and it's the demonic child coming after him. Oh God, dude, it's hilarious. I was freaking crying, man. Uh, I, I love twisted humor. I love twisted humor like that. I know so many people be, watch something like that and be like, oh, I can't believe they did that. <sighs> Shut up. I, I love twisted humor. Twisted humor makes me laugh. So you know what? You know what makes people
1: like enjoy twisted humor is when they've seen some crap.
0: Yeah, When they've been
1: through some crap, when they've yeah. literally, like, been through, like, life or death stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's when a lot I find a lot of people enjoy most Twisted Humor. Like, I didn't really enjoy Twisted Humor. I was super sensitive, too. I went through some stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, look, I, I'm putting this out there. I was picked on so hardcore on one boat because I was on a boat full of jarheads. And, mm-hmm. like, until I had been through some crap... And like, kind of developed a different outlook on things. I was an outsider, hundred percent an yeah. outsider.
0: And then, like, I mean, you know how I am. If you oh, try yeah. to say something negative to hurt my feelings, you're gonna be wasting your time. Yeah, yeah,
1: dude. Some some stuff Sorry. went down. We're we're gonna leave it at that. Some stuff went down, yeah. and then after that, it was a whole different scenario. Like one yeah. of the boys, like I, I'd fight and die for those guys. Like they're, oh, they're they're my
0: people. When I was in the military, like, okay, how can I put this? Um you should never haze. Did we haze? Yeah. Yeah. But but we haze each other, and that was our welcoming well, to see, our group. All but right? hazing has a purpose, too. Well, ours wasn't like the haze that would, like, you know, break or kill somebody and put them in the hospital. No. You know what I mean? No. Now, did we fight? <laughs> okay, let me yeah. rephrase that. <laughs> Intentionally put them in the hospital. I mean, look. look yeah, I mean, I, I've crap heard happens. Some stories, you know? I've heard yeah. some
1: stories. I've been involved in some stories. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but that was how we
0: welcomed each other. But like you said, at that point in time, it built this brotherhood. You know, that yeah. you would, you would die for these people and not even think twice. Yeah, no, I And mean, you know me, I've got, I got friends like you, you know, uh, Jay, you know, and, and a couple other people in my life, and, and we're talking a very, like, I can count on one hand probably, that yeah, I would literally take a bullet for them, you know?
1: Like one of the defining moments of, like, how a man should be under pressure, there's this guy, Trent Neckwin. He, mm-hmm. he was a jarhead, he was a good dude, he took me under his wing on the boat, because I knew, crap when i came to that boat Mm -hmm. and this dude literally like no you stay back i've lived a life you know if this goes wrong (laughs) it's like that's a freaking man bro like that right there he he i was ready to go out there and you know do we had to do some stuff we were taking some serious seas and like the boat yeah could have been in really bad shape but i could literally
0: die tomorrow and i could be standing at the pearly gates and i'd be like well, I had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now <laughs> there with you. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, it's that already worked. time. Jesus. All right, so we everybody, need a bigger show. Yeah, we do. We might be doing that. <sighs> I the I, uncensored it, version.
1: It, yes, 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 yes. We, dude, we need more time for that though. We really,
0: need, I need. We need a longer show. I need really a longer go. week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, we're getting ready to bounce out of here. Um, I spoke to Ryan Buell from paranormal state uh ryan buell actually will be coming on in the near future nice nice. so for our listening audience out there he definitely wants to come on um anyways we're getting ready to bounce out of here Yo. you guys have a safe halloween weekend make sure you check your candy make sure you check your beer there you go
1: oh yeah why is this not playing oh mute Da-da. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic well, on that failure good night <laughs>